Episode 74 coming at you. I mentioned it in this show later on towards the end, but I just want everybody to know, please stay subscribed to the show. Um, I know there hasn't been an episode recently for a couple weeks, and there's not going to be one until maybe halfway through January. Um, But stay subscribed because I do have a lot of great guests coming, uh, lots of more stuff to come in the future. I'm just taking a break for now, but I will get into that in this episode. All right, listen up, guys. This is the Real Estate Investing 365 Podcast, your go-to source for real estate investing strategies so you can start living the life you want and get where you want to go with your host, Justin Hanna. What's going on, everybody? So this is, I think, episode number 74, and this is going to be a solo episode. Um, As you may have noticed, hopefully you noticed anyways, there hasn't been any episodes lately. Um, That's kind of on, you know, obviously on me since I run everything, but there's some reasons why. And honestly, to be frank, I was contemplating canceling the show. Um, I don't really know why I was thinking about canceling it. I think I was just getting busy and um, with everything that's been going on, uh, I just wasn't having much motivation. So I'm sure some of you out there have been feeling the same way in your businesses or in life. Um, but I realized after talking to a few people and just thinking about it that uh, I really enjoy the show. Uh, I think a lot of people get stuff out of it. I have messages and people reaching out to me asking me what happened to the show. So I feel like I'm letting you guys down and letting myself down because I'm giving up on something that you know I'm 74 episodes into. So <clears throat> that was me being honest, saying I was actually going to cancel the show. But I was just going to give a little background on this show, where I've been, what I've been doing, and then what's to come in the future. So so as you know from listening, uh, I had been planning for the last couple years to move out of California, back up here to Idaho, and leave my job, and then go into real estate full-time. So back in July, we finally sold our house there in California, came up here to Idaho, uh, found a place, and then moved my family up here. And we're all doing great. Seem to love it. The kids love it. Uh, They're in school full time, even during this Corona stuff. So that is wonderful for them. Um, You know, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be moving up here. Uh, It's kind of scary. You know, I've been planning on it for so long, but leaving a big job that's, you know, very well paying and good benefits and all that is a little bit nerve wracking. And I'm sure if there's some of you out there, especially during these COVID times, you're kind of wanting to do the same thing. Uh, it sucks. It's not that fun. It's kind of mentally difficult, but we're going to get through it. And I think I'm going to touch a minute here on having a backup plan. So before I move on to that, I did want to touch on, um, our house that we sold down there in California and how we can really turn a bad deal into a good one. So a few years back, I'll just tell the story real quick. A few years back, we bought a piece of property in California. It was on 24 acres, just a one bedroom house. And, you know, at the time there was five of us in the family, we were going to add on to the house and then it was going to, you know, we bought it for 400,000 about, and we were planning on selling it for, you know, much more after we added on. Well, once we got the plans back and talked to the builders and all that stuff, it didn't really work out. Um, unfortunately I bought this property and against one of my cardinal sins is I always like to buy stuff that I can easily resell, um, this property had been on the market and obviously one of the hottest real estate markets we've had in in a long time. And it had been on the market for like two years, 
And so they were just waiting for some dummy like me to come along and buy it. Uh, so we bought it. I got into it, realized it was going to cost way too much money and wasn't going to be very profitable if we added on. So, oh, my phone's ringing here. Um, what I decided to do was just talk to as many people as I could. I ended up finding a buddy that had a house across the street. You guys might have heard the story, but he was remodeling it, and it was a much bigger house, you know, five-bedroom, uh, 3,000 square feet, that sort of thing. Uh, we needed that house. He needed more land because he had an excavating company, so we ended up trading. Um, we traded straight across, not straight across. You know, I bought the house for 500000 He bought our property for what we paid for it. Um, it ended up being a good deal for us in the end. You know, we didn't make a ton of money on it. We sold the house two years later, just now when we came up here to Idaho for 600,000 and we only put about $30,000 in work into it. So we made a small profit. Uh, the point of me telling you that is that even if you guys get into some bad deals, uh, you're not comfortable with, uh, something that you did. I think talking and communicating with everybody, you know, like I did down there, um, telling everybody, hey, do you know anybody that wants some property? You know anybody that wants this kind of house? Anybody interested in this or that? Um, ended up leading me to, it was actually a friend that I didn't know we had this house, but just from talking, uh, we were able to switch um, properties. And, you know, uh, it ended up not too bad. I made, you know, 40 or 50 grand after everything on it. And um, inst as opposed to, you know, losing out a bunch of money on the property or having to sit on a $400,000 property for uh, several years, um, when nobody would want to buy it. So that worked out well. Um, so back on track to where we've been, uh, moved up here to Idaho. As you guys know, our plan was to come up here. I had talked about it and I just thought I wanted to rent. I just wanted to find something to rent for a couple years. So I got my, you know, bearings of the area, got figured out what I was going to do, got the business rolling, um, and that sort of thing. Well, that proved to be more of a challenge than, uh, I anticipated, uh, up here in the Boise area. It is very competitive. Uh, the housing market's hot as can be, but also the rental market. So we couldn't find anything to rent. We looked at like, we scheduled, I think like 16 properties to look at. We only ended up getting into one of them. Everything else was just flying off the market. So Plus the rent that we we're going to have to pay was, you know, in the low to mid $2,000 a month range. And I was just thinking, man, I can just buy a house and my mortgage would be way less than that. So, um, that's what we did. We looked at a ton of houses in one weekend, ending up putting an offer in the day our house came on the market, which is not again, what I like to do. I kind of like to buy off market stuff, but in this situation, we were kind of in a pinch. So we got the house. We were one of 10 offers. We offered over asking, paid 410000 for our house here in Meridian. But luckily, since the market has been going up um, right now, it's uh, I just appraised it, or not appraised it, but valued it after I was comping some other houses at probably 450 or 460 So I'm not saying that that price is going to stay here coming in the future. We don't know what's going to happen, but it may. Um and so it worked out. We got a place to stay. It's a little bit smaller than we like, would like, but it worked out. So um, we are getting settled in. It's a little bit uncomfortable uh, just being in a new, pl new place, um, but that's okay. I think the future is bright. So 
I ended up starting the business up here, as many of you might know. Dynamic Property Solutions is what it's called. Uh, it's mainly focused on buying off-market properties and keeping them as rentals. Um, I can bring investors in or just fund it myself. Um, I've been sending out lots of mail. Um, some of the properties we might wholesale or wholetail, which is just putting the market, the property right back on the market um, to the, the, the public. So the benefit of wholetailing is that uh, you can get much more for the property as opposed to a wholesale. And luckily, I'm in a financial situation, or at least I know people that want to join in the properties that I can just put them back on the market. Now, I don't know how that's going to unfold here in 2021 and the years to come. It might be a little tougher, but if prices come down, um, I think the rental market here where I'm at in a lot of areas is still very strong. So... The business, Dynamic Property Solutions, you know, kind of got off to a rough start. I wasn't really fully involved in it um, in the summertime because we were busy moving, um, having a new baby, all that, and it was kind of going rough. We were just spending a lot of money and weren't really taking anything too seriously. So um, what I ended up doing was joining up with Ryan Dossie. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. If you have or if you haven't, go up and follow him on Instagram. Uh, he's got a great mastermind group that really teaches you the ins and outs from beginning to end of how to like start a, you know, a wholesale, wholetail, uh, rental portfolio business um, from starting your website, social media, marketing, um, how to do your direct mail, how to write up your contracts. Um, it just brings a ton of value. It's not cheap, um, but it's not super expensive. It costs a thousand bucks a month. But the benefit of it is you get a lot of discounts to in the group. Um, obviously, I don't get paid for saying any of this. I just really think it does bring a lot of value and uh, helps us uh, develop a plan how to get where we're going. So I did join that. And after doing that, I've been in there a couple months now. Um, it's really got things moving. Uh, sending about uh, 500 to 1,000 letters a month. Um, doing some cold calling. Uh, not doing any texting because I feel like the texting is a little bit goofy. Uh, so I get about a 1% response rate out of my letters that I send. And out of those, I get maybe a 50% appointment rate. So I've made, I think, 22 offers on properties in the last two months since we've been here. Um, I have three offers pending uh, with the sellers right now. So hopefully those work out. Um, so it's not huge numbers, but I'm definitely hoping to make bigger waves coming up next year in 2021. So hope hope this isn't boring, you guys, but I'm almost done here. Um, so besides that, we did have a baby. That's another reason that kind of slowed me down a little bit and got me uh, sidetracked from the podcast. We had a little baby boy in October. His name is Clay Matthew Hanna. He's doing great. He's like two and a half months old now. Um, mom's doing great. He's happy. So, uh, that's another stressful part of leaving the job during COVID, leaving insurance and all that. So I am signing up with a, a co-op insurance company here in January when my insurance runs out. So a lot of people ask, you know, oh, you know, what are they going to do with insurance if they leave their job? Well, all you got to do is go out and research it. You know, it's not going to be the best insurance in the world, um, but it's better than nothing. And I think if that's the only reason you're not leaving your job just for insurance, then maybe don't really want to leave or you don't really have a good plan. But part of a plan is having plan B, right? A backup plan. So 
uh, a benefit of being a lineman for the last 13 years is I, I can do line work anywhere at any time. Um, so I do have a contingency plan if in six to eight months from now, uh, things aren't going as planned or I need to like reboot or the economy crashes, I can go back to California or here in Idaho and work on power lines for, you know, whether I want to work on them for four months or six months or a year at a time, um, I can kind of do that, which is nice. Um, so I think with anybody out there, if you're wanting to leave your job, um, <clears throat> everybody has the same option. And I think Brandon Turner on Bigger Pockets always says, you know, go ahead and give it a try because if it fails, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to go back to the everyday life that everybody else has. Or he says something to that effect. Um, so that's my backup plan in the future, but I plan not to do that. So I'm kind of burning the boats by quitting the job altogether. But uh, I think I can wiggle my, my way back in if I absolutely had to. <clears throat> um, another thing that I'm doing up here is working on kind of a development deal. We have uh, two and a half acres that we that I'm getting into with a partner. Um, we have it scheduled for survey and some preliminary plans drawn for two options. One would either be an RV park. Uh, it's right off the freeway in a city here called Caldwell. Um, we think it'd be a great location. It's just the city hasn't signed off on that, but we did get the city to sign off on our second option, which is an apartment complex. It's a 48 unit uh, complex. It'd be four buildings, two three-story buildings, and uh, one two-story building, or excuse me, two three-story buildings and two two-story buildings. Um, now you probably all are thinking, uh, well, why wouldn't you just do the apartment complex? Well, the build out is huge, um, between, uh, entitlements, uh, the horizontal development, which is like all the infrastructure, getting all the plans, John, and all that stuff in the vertical, uh, construction, which is actually building the buildings. It's like a $6 million, uh, investment. Obviously that wouldn't all be coming from me, but there's a huge, a long 18 month window of time that it'd be taking to build all that. So we're kind of leaning more towards the RV park. Uh, we think we can get about a hundred spaces in there and RV parks in this area just kind of, you know, they're busy, they're packed all the time. Um, so we're still exploring that option, but it's something that we got in the works. Um, so that's pretty much what I got going on for business and life right now. Um, books that I've been reading, uh, I've been reading Tim Ferriss's tribe of mentors, tools of Titans. Those are giant books. If you guys haven't read them already, um, they take a long time, at least for me to read. Uh, they're like 600 or 700 pages a piece. Um, also 75 hard by Andy Priscilla. You guys know I've done 75 hard a few times. Um, I'm planning on starting it back up again. I said, a, a surgery also during all this time, a small, not really surgery, just outpatient procedure but it makes it difficult to uh, do 75 hard. But I read 75 Andy Priscilla's 75 hard book. Uh, right now I'm reading Jim Quick's Limitless, uh, How to Expand Your Mind, Learn Quicker, Read Faster, all that sort of thing. Uh, it's great so far, about halfway through. Um, I was reading, I read Rocket Fuel and Traction by Gina Wickman. And then on Audible, listening to Empire of the Summer Moon by S.C. Gwynn. It's a good... Uh, Indian book about the Comanches in Texas, uh, how they're hardcore MFers, and really they're the reason why uh, the uh, America wasn't able to expand into the West for you know 240 years. 
um, pretty exciting book there. So coming down the pipe here in 2021, uh, have some great people lined up. Um, Ryan Dossie is going to be on the podcast. Diego Corzo is going to be back on Gabriel Hamill is going to be back on. Um, I have about 15 people lined up so far, um, in the months to come. Um, they're going to be bringing great, great content. Hope to start up the YouTube channel shortly and, um, really get things rolling again. So I appreciate you if you guys are listening to this this episode. I know hopefully it's not too boring. I'll re-listen to it here, and if it's a nightmare, maybe I'll just delete it. Or you guys can reach out to me and tell me how bad it was, <laughs> or tell me how good it was, whatever. Um, so I appreciate you. Stay subscribed to the show uh, because there is more coming out in the future. And I appreciate all you guys. And keep it up and go do big things. Thanks.